but can I just quickly check on my cats first? Oh my gosh. I have an app now where you have a garden full of cats. It's like being a closet crazy cat lady. This is the worst. Look at this little guy under a blanket. Welcome to Just 10 Things, the podcast about being just a little bit better. I'm Katie. And I'm Ethel. And this series, we're going to be looking at the 10 attributes of the perfect woman. So, Katie. Ethel. I think, Beth, I know the perfect way to get you in the mood for this week's podcast. I doubt it. Well, let me see. What are you doing? I'm going to give you a little bit of something. You're ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it just the best? I, I love that video. I just love everything about that song. Those people were dancing in an incredible way. Yeah, it really um, reminds me of a story from Daring Greatly. Okay. By Brené Brown. Big Brené fan yeah. over here. I love how you say that as if I'm not. No, you're not You're not ready for Brené. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read the book before you. No, you didn't. I think I did. <laughs> ah. That's not true. Everybody's ready for Brené. But... Um, should we tell the people, you can you can tell us your story, but firstly I feel like we should tell the people what this week is. Well, if you haven't guessed from, I mean I don't know how they can have guessed from the Sarah Bareilles interlude, <sighs> this week's episode is about... Brave! Brave. Being brave. And this one was a... If you've read the original article, you will realise that this is a deviation. <sighs> Um, but Katie and I decided that we wanted to have a little bit of input on this list. Yeah, we did. And since it was like a fairly arbitrary list... The list was a bit of a joke. For anyone who didn't get that, this whole thing was tongue-in-cheek Yeah. to begin with. It's turned out to be quite an interesting journey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tongue-in-cheek, but we've learnt and grown, so... Wow, who would have thought it? Who would have thunk it? So, to kick us off, Kate, do you want to go with the dictionary definition i absolutely do yeah okay so brave ready to face and endure danger or pain showing courage courageous plucky fearless valiant intrepid heroic excellent so many different synonyms (laughs) there all things i would like to be so why did we decide brave Okay, so we wanted, I suppose, to close this gap of, like, this is a ridiculous list, but also we're sincerely learning things. So we were thinking about the last week of the podcast, and we stumbled upon a TED Talk. Yeah, a great TED Talk by a woman whose name I've now forgotten. We're terrible people, but there will be a link in the blog to the TED Talk about how we should encourage women to be brave and not perfect. And that was, it was really insightful and really amazing. And, as you alluded to... We're both big fans of Brené Brown. Yeah. I would say probably me a little bit more than you. If I mean, sure. You've read more of her books, I think. Yeah, which makes me a bigger fan. But I'm, I think I've got more of an ability to drop 
Brene Brown anecdotes into general life. Are you about to prove that right now? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're just like, let me tell my story. No, just, just in general. She's got some great anecdotes and little bon mots, which you can just drop in. Come on then, drop one in. Well, the Sarah Bareilles video yeah. reminded me of a story, and I don't, I can't remember if it's from the TED Talk or from Darren Greatly. Mm-hmm. But it's a story about Brené Brown and her daughter and how when... Uh, actually, I think it's her whole family. Right. When they're at home, they have this thing where if a particular song comes on the radio, they kind of, like, dance to it in the kitchen and they go crazy. Okay. And it's, like, their thing of letting go. Mm-hmm. And Brené told this story about being out in town in maybe, like, a Target or a Walmart or one of those <laughs> American stores... <laughs> And she's talking to an acquaintance who I think, you know, like a neighbour or something. I understand the meaning of acquaintance, thank you. (laughs) Just wanted to really nail that down for you. So, and then the song came on over the tannoy system. And her daughter comes running down the aisle and is like, Mum, Mum, this is our song. Let's dance. And starts doing like crazy, wacky dancing. Amazing. Go that way. Like, because most kids, I just feel like it, if that had been me, maybe it depends on the age. But this is the thing, though. Like, she's raised her children right. to not have shame. I see. Like, that's the whole point. She's trying to raise... And so then she's like, well, in this moment, yeah. do I dance with my kid and try and have this kind of sense of there is no shame? Yeah. Or... Do, do I say face? Do I say face in front of this person? And Brené being Brené went for it. Yes. So that was... I'm glad that story had that end. Yeah. Like, Part through I was like, F why are you telling this story? Yeah. We're trying to encourage bravery. Yeah, Brené destroyed her daughter. And yeah, she would never do that. Well, that's interesting. So do we? are we saying that bravery and perfection hinge like the difference between them hinges on shame or i think it's about not having not feeling ashamed uh-huh. and then also not having a sense of fear yeah that's what i think bravery looks like to me what does bravery look like to you yeah i think i agree with you i suppose it's not the it's like that that quote where it's um, feel the fear but do it anyway yeah those kinds of things that you see on pinterest in terrible <laughs> swirly fonts and you no doubt like print off and stick up on the wall because you're that kind of person yeah my wall is covered with those Um, your office walls are actually covered in inspirational quotes they are they really are I don't care that you work with children you're just (laughs) using it as an outlet for all of like the American soccer mom inside you but anyway so I think probably where they differ is that fear in in bravery you overcome fear and imperfectionism fear is something that holds you back and it's like that fear of failure that motivates you mm-hmm. what rather than wanting to overcome your fear that motivates you yeah i think i agree because i definitely a fear of failure often like holds me back from doing things there's like so many things that i would have done if i wasn't afraid of just not being the best at it right now you'd be sitting next to someone who was a flautist <laughs> a drummer both kit, a one man band <laughs> kit and African drums wow I would be able to speak multiple languages right 
I would have wonderful diction. I don't know what you'll say. I mean, you can say it out loud. I'll just I'm just signing to you because we started to learn sign language. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'd be able to sign, <laughs> which I clearly can't do. We sunk so much money and time into learning how yeah. to sign. But anyway. Because I gave all of those things up at the point where you think you realise you're not going to be the best at it. Right. Instantly. Yeah. How about you? What? How, what does a fear of failure look like in Katie's life? I think, so I am a perfectionist and I think it means that I don't have like full enjoyment of achievements a lot of the time because I'm always thinking to the next thing and thinking about what this thing means for the next thing. So like, for example, last year I did a course in graphic design, which has lent like subsequently now has led to me being a graphic designer but I remember it was a huge achievement for me to do that and to end the course in such a sort of triumphant way and I put everything I had into doing my portfolio and my teachers were really pleased with it and my family and everyone like friends were all really proud of me and I think like I just because I'd I'd quit my job basically to pursue graphic design and at that point I hadn't got another job lined up Mm. and so I got to this point of huge achievement but it didn't feel and it was a it was a brave decision but it didn't feel like I'd arrived yet and because I'm a perfectionist I'm like well now I've made myself vulnerable and there was like the sense of vulnerability around if I don't manage to get a job in this if I fall flat on my face if I have to move out of my house and go back and live with my parents this so, so I just didn't enjoy the moment. Mm. I remember people coming and my auntie and uncle came. My auntie was like, smile, <laughs> you've done well. And I remember you taking me to one side at, at the graduation show and being like, what is wrong? Just <laughs> enjoy this moment. Yeah, you should um, be excited. So, yeah, and I think that's an example of when fear and perfectionism holds me back. And that's not not so great. How about you? Do you have anything? I guess I experienced that a bit with when we started making this podcast. Oh, right. Because I listen to a lot of podcasts. I really yeah. I love podcasts. Mm. And from the very first episode, I was just kind of like, this doesn't, you know, be listening to others and comparing ours to that one. Yeah. You know, forgetting about the fact it was like me who'd never seen Garage Band before you know, didn't know anything about podcasting. And I'd be like, why don't we sound like, you know, the guys on This American Life? (laughs) Why is this reportage style not replicated? Because it is their full-time job. But then it was kind of, I had to get over that hump of kind of like not, of thinking to myself, it's not going to meet that standard. Yeah. But actually... I still need to dedicate my time to learning and growing and getting better at it, which is in the past, you know, why I am not a world-class flautist, because I would have, that first hurdle would have been where I stopped. Yeah. (laughs) I can't take you seriously about the flute thing, I'm sorry. (laughs) But I find find what you just said about the podcast really interesting, though, because I feel like when you care about something and when it's something you love as a hobby or like I don't know as an interest or a passion that you want to pursue that fear is somehow so much bigger Mm. I remember when I was reading Sheryl Sandberg's book this was back last year as well so it's kind of linked to the story I was telling before and one of the chapters in her book ends with it's called Lean In and it ends with 
the question, what would you do tomorrow if you didn't have any fear? And at that time, I was, I was doing this course and I, wa- I knew I wanted to go into graphic design. And so straight away, the answer in my head was I'd quit my job. And I went in and quit my job the next day. It's intense. I'm an intense person, <laughs> in case that hasn't become apparent. You don't do things by halves. No. Well, there was like a lot leading up to that. But that's probably the bravest thing I've ever done. And it worked out, mm. which was great. Sometimes a risk pays off. And that is the beauty of hindsight. Mm. And then you can be like, well, I've done it before. I survived. I can do it again. Oh, uh, I mean... I think I was going to tell this story on a previous podcast and you, like, shut me down. Oh, <laughs> Are you joking? I pro- that's probably exactly what happened. So tell the story, for It's your last chance. I read the Malcolm Gladwell book, David and Goliath, and where he talks about near misses okay. and how they can actually make you so much stronger. Yeah. So he spoke about the war. So how during the war, the reason why Britain was so successful in the war was because the Germans would bomb and they wouldn't, they'd very rarely actually hit a target. Okay. They'd, they'd hit near a target. So the British people got used to kind of bombs falling yeah. and in general pe- people surviving them. Yeah. And so it, what was meant to sort of like create this fear and hysteria mm-hmm. actually just created like a really resilient populace because they were just wow. kind of like, I didn't die last time. That's fascinating though. And I think that is the thing, like, if you think about, I remember you telling me about your abseiling adventure mm-hmm. and how you hate going over the edge. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's because also like you're standing on the edge and then there's always this kind of like slightly aggressive woman yeah. and who's standing there and who's like, lean back, lean into the harness, trust that the harness has got you. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> I don't trust that this harness has got me. That's where my fear is. But she has done it so many times before, which is this thing, right, about the near miss yeah. type thing. So you become more resilient because overcoming fear is a bit of an iterative process. You just need to keep doing it. Yeah. So if you were reading Sheryl Sandberg's book today mm-hmm. and the question was, what would you do if you didn't have fear? Do you have an answer that pops straight into your head? I would... I mean, it it goes back to the classic. I think I'd learn to skateboard. Oh! (laughs) But you were were like not about that when I said it before. I feel so bad because I was so dismissive. But I think, because I wouldn't be worried about the fact that like it's a slightly pointless thing to do. It has like no... I mean, be careful. There's people who do it for a profession. No, like not pointless to do as a thing, but like it has no... Like it's not necessary in my life currently. Right. It wouldn't move me forward. Do you know like at it this might do. But you know what I mean? Like at this stage yeah. in life, everything you do, yeah. often you have this thing of like, how is it gonna reason. move me forward? Yeah, sure. I'm gonna learn how to you know, I'm gonna learn how to podcast because I'm doing a masters. I'm gonna yeah. you know. And skateboarding would not move me forward. It would, physically. It would move me forward physically. You got it right. And make me super cool. Which would be moving forward. You're already super cool. Thanks. Thanks, you're being very nice to me in this podcast. It's making me nervous. It's the last one. I've got to throw you a few bones. Otherwise people just think I'm an awful person and that you shouldn't be friends with me. (laughs) So what would you do? Okay, so I feel like this might strip out 
some of the sincerity that we're aiming for this week. I mean, I don't. I, I've just said I'm going to learn to skateboard. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, so it's a safe it. place. Yeah. Um, I was watching Eat, Pray, Love the other week. <laughs> I've got so many thoughts about that. Film. I'm sure you have. You have so many thoughts about everything. But I just thought, like, Independence Week struck me quite hard in terms of do I do enough things independently, all this travel and seeking out these opportunities because you're on your own and you're out of your comfort zone sounds really great. Maybe I'd go and do, like, a year... I mean, I have this weird thing about... I've been watching Bake Off Creme de la Creme. Okay. And (laughs) so these two things have collided in my life to me being, like... Wouldn't it be amazing to go to France and do like an intensive patisserie chef training in a like world class restaurant or on some kind of retreat? I don't know if they do patisserie retreats, but oh gosh, that's something sounds, I'd like to sign up for. This sounds like the first chapter of like a chick lit romance novel. Perfect. I'm down with my life being like that. That's yeah. fine. You go abroad, you are the plucky pastry chef and then you meet like a rugged bookseller (laughs) (laughs) fine with a secret with a secret um yeah either that or to be a little bit more realistic because i think it's quite unlikely that i will ever do that i think my in my ideal world i'd take my blog which has been on hiatus while we've been doing this podcast and try and make a full-time occupation out of that because it combines all of the things that I love doing mm-hmm. would you um, like to plug your blog yeah so it's uk, which is f-a-b-r-e f-a-c-t-i-o-n because it's hard word to remember and to spell <laughs> it is going to get a rename at some branding point. so yeah because I've learned a lesson about branding through that thanks f so yeah but so I have a theory that I was thinking about okay. on the way back from the cinema this oh. evening. Is that fear falls into three categories? Okay, let's yeah. go. Hit me. Isn't it good that I'm theorising? I'm, gl- I'm the glad that I. Yeah, you've learned. You've you... learned that <laughs> theories are good. It helps. You... They help to understand the world. You are my Yoda. <laughs> so fear falls into three categories: fear of people being a major one mm-hmm. so fear of what people think how they might leave you or judge you or not feel the same way about you if you behave in a certain way material fear so fear of losing the things you own through whatever kind of reckless abandon with your finances and physical fear so this is why you've never done skateboarding right because you've never been injured yeah i've never been i've never had any large-scale injury and I think I'd be because so I see kids all the time who've broken their legs and they just become I think they become more fearless because they're just like near misses near misses I broke the, I broke my leg it didn't hurt as much as I thought it didn't end my life it's like when Tommy got his leg infected oh from a scar almost lost it altogether and then got a tattoo done yeah the next week <laughs> maybe not the next week but yeah it kind of probably felt like that to his poor mum <laughs> right so we talked about fear and perfectionism so how we if we're not we're not actually aiming to be perfect women we're not telling you to be perfect women no so how do we be brave women effort i think that bravery it comes from all these things we're talking about like embracing failure 
being more vulnerable, living lives without shame. But all of those things, I think, are rooted in this whole thing of having hope. Mm. And, like, you know, this, almost this near-miss thing, but beyond that, having a hope that the future is going to be all right. And I think for some people, it's rooted in, like, your family. Yeah. Or your past experiences. I think for both of us, our faith plays a big part in it. Sure, definitely. So big JC, <laughs> shout out. I don't mean to make that sound flippant. I was going to say, this is why people don't like Christians. <laughs> the big JC. Anyway, let's continue. So yeah, definitely. And I think as well, these things that we've named as things we would like to do if we didn't have any fear tomorrow you do that you overcome your fear because you have the hope that one day you'll be able to skateboard one day i'll have the opportunity or the finances or whatever it is i need to do my thing or the skill set definitely and so i think there's like a a sort of assurance in hope that promotes bravery then there's also i think the secondary thing is also you have the assurance that if you even if you don't do those things, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And because totally. like that doesn't that is not. It's a bit like all of this list. Like these things do not sum up the the total of who you are. No. Like you could do you could be all of these attributes or none of these attributes and still still be a woman of great worth. Absolutely, and I think that's the thing about everyone that we spoke to is that you know independence doesn't define Marianne or Courtney but it's a really great thing in their life that they've been able to cultivate and anti-materialism doesn't define Vicky but she does make a lot of her life choices out of that place and it's about focusing on strengths and think with that you focus less on where where's that five percent that I'm not making up to be perfect and more on look at all these things I am doing and I am capable of do you know, Katie, this seems like a beautiful segue into our next discussion. Join us in a second to hear about what we have learned on this marvellous journey. So, we have had a good long think, haven't we? A really long think about this whole journey, which has been, what was it, like three months... Has it been three months? Oh my gosh. Well, actually, no. even more than, just like three and a half months. Yeah, because it was like Christmas. Christmas time. It was Boxing Day when you told me you had an idea for the podcast. So it's been a bit of a journey. Wow. <laughs> wow, indeed. Just digesting that, because in my mind, it's like, well, it's been 10 weeks. Yeah, but no, it no. hasn't. And I think we thought it'd be a fun thing to do. It wasn't. to try. <laughs> So, we're, F was actually moving out next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ruined our friendship. But, against all odds... Well, actually, maybe that's... that's not Sounds how, very dramatic. Yeah, no. um, and that also might be doing a disservice to all the wonderful, marvellous people we've spoken to. But we've learned a lot. We've learned so much. And I think that's that's been amazing. So, we thought... We would compile a list of, of the ten things that we've learned. Just ten things we've learned. Just ten. <laughs> in case you haven't guessed, this podcast has a theme and it's counting. It's counting. We love counting to ten. The 
first thing we've learned, number one, like a big thread through all of the people that we spoke to was this idea of being open to people. Yeah, totally. looking around us and seeing kind of humanity Mm. and being open to trying to engage with them. You know, James spoke about it in Spontaneity Week. Iona was like all about us catching people's eyes on the tube. (laughs) And I think that was something that I will take away from this whole experience. Totally, yeah, definitely. I mean, in Confidence Challenge, I just was actually looking at people properly for what felt like the first time really ever. (laughs) (laughs) London, eh? London. Cool. So number two is about that, is like looking up, embracing opportunities, seeing who's in front of you and what that might offer. Again, like not to flog a dead horse, but James definitely was a big champion of that. Yeah. I mean, he did it all the time. Even when we went to Wadham Lodge and he was just kind of like just embracing everyone, making friends, you know, involving himself in community. Absolutely. Okay, number three, and I think this one was one that really, really spoke to you, Katie, Mm -hmm. but the kind of, the knowledge of what, how much of an impact an individual can have. So after talking to Vicky in Anti-Materialistic Week, just having that idea of mindful spending, mindful consumption. Totally, yeah. That kid is an angel. So number four, well, it's like very much about travel and experiencing other cultures and it opens up people and experiences. So maybe trying to do that a little bit more, even our little trip to Folkestone and things oh, like that, yeah. just seeing what other people's worlds are like. It, it just, just take, take a little bit of time out of your day to experience that is really interesting. Mm, and I think it also puts you in the mindset to try some of these other things that you might not always so you know trying a bit of spontaneity is Mm. easier when you're out of your comfort zone totally so number five is the idea that people genuinely want the best for you most of the time and actually you know we spend so much time thinking about i don't know the negative aspects of our interactions that you, Mm. you don't realize that most people you know they wish you well yeah and they're not thinking about that thing in the way that you are they're thinking about their part in it yeah rather than your part a lot of the time and then in supportive week i think we were quite struck by both tommy and talka's reflections that we need to build um sustainability in your relationships and to really commit to people and to the long journey as well Mm. not just those flashes of moments that you spend with people but also seeing that through day in day out is really important yeah so seven number seven and i think it came out throughout a lot of these listening to people's experiences is this idea that we're just all a lot stronger than we think we are we're a lot more resilient than we think we are we can bounce back from things and we can try new things as well and you know if we don't even if we don't get them right it's okay totally and that kind of links to number eight is finding joy in those moments and in the everyday Mm -hmm. so seeing the beauty that there is in other people and in the world when you're just going through your day-to-day life um is something that i feel like a lot of people reflected back to us in the things we were talking about maybe with john in playful week just finding those moments to 
make someone laugh or you know make himself laugh a lot of the time <laughs> yeah. but just to be a bit cheeky and there's there's a brevity in finding the beauty but also just in the silly moments too yeah and i think number nine and this has really struck me is that people are wonderful and unique and interesting we've spoken to i think it's 10 yeah completely different people who've had who have such unique and interesting takes on the world Mm. and you know there's something there's been something really really great about taking the like having this space in our lives to listen to people's stories and to listen to the way people interact with the world and I feel like that's impacted me absolutely I mean we just have a fabulous set of friends really (laughs) yeah we've done quite well for ourselves yeah love those guys and then number 10 We'll leave you with this thought, faithful mm-hmm. listeners. Is that last one that we were talking about this week to do with bravery and having hope? And there's so much opportunity and possibility in a small idea. Even just in this this little podcast that we've done. What was what were we hoping for in the end that we would have listeners wise? Oh, I, we wanted to have a thousand listens. Yeah. And as we sit here with that recording our final episode, we've hit the thousand yeah, listens we have. mark. Which so it's, yeah, it is that idea that a small spark of an idea can actually breed something much bigger than we can envisage, much bigger than we could have expected. And yeah, so you it gives you an opportunity to think about your small sparks and what you can try. And the impact that you have on other people. Go forth and be brave. (laughs) (laughs) That was rousing. Don't pretend that wasn't rousing. It's pretty rousing. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening. We want to say a big thank you to all of the people who have played a massive part in our Just 10 Things journey. So all of our guests, all of the people who have written in. Yeah. Thanks, (laughs) Mum. And Laura. And tweeted and everything. And Wadham Lodge. And Wadham Lodge. For being so hospitable for our housemates for putting up with us. Yeah, it's been it's been excellent. Been a blast. Bye. Bye. Satya, you know, and your pet. Which means all fingers are not the same. listening to just 10 things our email address is just 10 things podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at just 10 things or read more on the blog just 10 things.com music courtesy of bensound.com which means all fingers are not the same